to the Dana Crypto Show, Bitcoin and Common Sense. This is Max Hedrum, and what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister-sounding intros to a trailer to one of the greatest epics ever produced in the history of television. And there's more, because you are going to see it as well. Yes, it. Yes, it. Yes, namely... Yeah, Mr. Crypto! And afterwards, that is directly following, I want to talk to you about something even bigger. So! Sit back. Relax. And enjoy. Think about it. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day and the invisible man has a special list of 10 things he does not want you to do and if you do any of these 10 things he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time but he loves you the truth. You're a Gucci boo-boo. How dare you? Good afternoon, America. Welcome to the Dana Crypto Show. We're the show all about Bitcoin and blockchain technology. Yeah, Mr. Crypto. I occasionally throw in some common sense, which isn't too common. In this day and age, you're listening to Dana Crypto Show. It's the first FM radio show in America on Bitcoin and blockchain technology. Getting your head out of your arse, thinking about how the scammers are scamming. Is everybody out to screw everybody? Does everybody just want to screw their fellow human being? You disgust me. It is relentless, the things people will try. And we're going to talk about a lot of things. i got a lot of things to cover this week, as I do every single week, it just, again, I'm just at awe of what people will do to try to scam you. First thing, and Facebook is famous for it. I don't know if they should shut that whole thing down. Let's verify ID, verify who you are. And if you're real, you can just go on anonymously and you can basically tell anybody anything you want and they'll believe it or not. There's all kinds of things going on. People try to put their time and energy and effort <laughs> into screwing you. And if you just apply that same energy to doing something constructive and getting a real job or investing or learning about cryptocurrency, then maybe perhaps you would have to screw people. You better shut your mouth before I shut it for you. Uh, it, you know, I have some stuff on uh, Facebook Marketplace. This is if you want to sell something. It used to be Craigslist back in the day. Back in the day. It used to be Craigslist, man. Now it's Facebook Marketplace, and you put stuff for sale there. <laughs> so stupid. It's just the people are just crazy. So I get this call. I'm selling some fencing or something. It doesn't even matter what I'm selling, but I'm selling something, right? And I get a, an email. I want it from the scammer. Uh, it's actually happened twice in the same day. Uh, I want to uh, make sure that you're real. So I'm going to text a Google phone number to you and then a verification code. You can always tell when they're scamming because they don't ask anything about the product <laughs> or what you're selling. There's no questions on that whatsoever. It's just like, oh, I want to buy it. Um, great. Okay. 
Uh, but I want to make sure that you're real, so I'm going to text you a number. Text me the digits back. So, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. But I do it. I text the four digits back, and then I get question marks. No, 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 no. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Well, yeah, you did get it. Well, can you send me a screenshot? No, never do this. A screenshot of the number. Why? So you can call Google and then t- take control of the listing. Say, look, they, they sent my, here's the screenshot of the, the confirmation number. I, I don't know where they were going to go with that. I really don't know where they were going with that. Funny you should say that. However, it happened twice in the same week. And then I should know whenever beautiful Asian women want to friend me, <laughs> probably some thick neck guy named Gunta on the other line. Hey, baby. You looking hot tonight? I mean, I kind of knew it was a scam from day one. And I let it go for like a day and, you know, texting me back and forth. And finally, he just said, I don't have time for this. And I just, you know, called this human being out. Again, it was probably some thick neck guy named Gunta. You Gunta. And I thought it was like this hot little Asian girl who just, you know, randomly doesn't have any friends and just happens to be lonely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, why are they trying to scam it? There's so much shit going on in the world. Why do we try to screw our fellow human beings? But this week in the news, it just keeps on getting worse and worse for Bitcoin. It seems like uh, they're jailing people now for selling P2P. That's peer-to-peer. You have got to be kidding. If you're not familiar with the crypto world, you're listening to the Dana Crypto Show. It's the first FM radio show, as you know, on Bitcoin and blockchain technology. Learning about the new cutting-edge world that we're living in, the Web3, the NFTs, all that good stuff. Okay, here's, here's the idea with all of that. If you don't know what you're doing, don't do it. Okay, T- Take a few bucks, buy some Bitcoin, hold it. Good time to buy right now. The market's down. It goes up and down, maybe 5 to 10% a day. Don't try to beat the market. Don't try to, to try to day trade. Don't try to do any of that. Just buy and hold it. You'll be glad you did. But you usually would go on an exchange to get the Bitcoin, or you go to a Bitcoin ATM, put your cash in, and you get you know you put your Bitcoin wallet out, and it scans it. Now you've got that Bitcoin that's been verified justified and all that good stuff uh so that's one way uh, you can go on like a uh, place like crypto.com or eToro i don't promote any of these or coinbase or any of the mainstream ones and you can buy bitcoin for sure you suck uh, you can exchange it there once the price goes up or goes down and you can sell it for us dollars usdt and then uh you know do your thing with that however peer to peers when i go in and I hand my phone to you, and you put your phone up, and we kind of just do it directly. We just didn't go through the exchange. We didn't go through a middleman, although Bitcoin's decentralized, so why would you go through a middleman? Well, this is a guy. He goes by the handle, and I've known him for a while or known of him for a while, Dr. Bitcoin. They call me Dr. Bitcoin. It's like that song by Kiss, Dr. Love. What are you thinking of, man? Well, he was jailed. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. He was jailed for selling P2P, peer-to-peer, and he's warning others that he'll be next. So he has an educational persona, and he explains in a tweet, came across Mr. Crypto's desk this week in 2011, and this also is a very, very good article in Bitcoin Magazine. You can find that at bitcoinmagazine.com. You're into such things. 2011, this journalist and tech entrepreneur, Mark Hopkins, he shared dinner with a longtime friend who offered to pay half of his meal by sending Hopkins some newly minted Bitcoin, which the friend had mined himself on his laptop. This is back in the day, man. You can't mine this stuff on your laptop. In a recent telephone interview, uh, Hopkins uh, quipped that he had never heard of the world's first peer-to-peer currency before. But being a good nerd myself, he said, uh, he had his laptop with him and he downloaded the needed hardware to accept the offer. 
about a half a Bitcoin to cover a coffee house meal. 13 or 14 bucks worth of magic internet money, if you were wondering. It's 2011. No one knows about Bitcoin, the magic internet money. No one knows about it. No one cares about it. The geeks, the computer people, but this guy did. He could see what was coming in the next few years. The transaction began a many years long journey down the Bitcoin rabbit hole for Hopkins, launching uh, an OG path, which included adopting the online persona of Dr. Bitcoin. They call him Dr. Bitcoin. He became uh, president of Geosyn, G-E-O-S-Y-N. Did I say that right? Geosyn Mining. That was based out of Fort Worth, Texas. He was selling his personally minted Bitcoin for many years to interested parties in person for cash or through completely above board bank wires. Guy wasn't doing anything wrong, peer to peer. Hopkins said his interest in selling Bitcoin was, quote unquote, mostly to meet people for networking purpose. And he really bothered to profit except on the largest of the largest deals, but instead focused on turning higher net worth buyers into his long-term clients for the marketing companies. He was a lost leader right there. He was using Bitcoin as a lost leader. You get him interested, you get him involved. And now he's got a marketing company that says nothing to do, nothing, zero, nada to do with Bitcoin. But also Hopkins noted that at the time there was no federal gardens at all zero regarding bitcoin sales so he sought regular counsel from texas lawmakers who assured him and published a 2017 memorandum stating they would not be requiring licensing or regulating the sale of bitcoin in the state of texas do they don't they regulate everything down there and they're not even regulating bitcoin not even texas in fact they encourage hopkins to bring innovation to texas Yet, on September 5th, just a few days ago, a couple weeks ago, Hopkins announced via his Twitter account he would be reporting to the Beaumont Federal Correctional Institute for the crime of selling Bitcoin a few years ago. Life sucks, then you die. Yeah, he sold Bitcoin, and the guy's in jail. Are you kidding me? Wow. So I'll read right from the guy's tweet. So, hey, I'm heading offline for an indeterminate amount of time. I'm heading to Beaumont FCI where Uncle Sam will be footing the bill for my room and board for the next 6 to 15 months for the crime of selling Bitcoin. Dun, dun, dun. A few years ago. This guy's going to go to a prison. He's going to spend some time in jail for selling Bitcoin. Wow. Really? How do you get on the radar screen like that, man? How do you get on the radar screen? The arrest has raised questions about what crime Hopkins actually had committed. Exactly. Particularly if he obtained assurance from the Texas lawmakers that he was operating within the law. Should have got it. You should have got it in writing, man. In 2019, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, it's a federal bureau of the U.S. Department of Treasury, published 18 U.S.C. 1960, which requires that the now well-known money transmitters license be be obtained by those who wish to sell Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies in public with a such suggested penalty of up to five years imprisonment for selling Bitcoin without obtaining the license. This is a crime that Hopkins says he is now serving time for, but selling Bitcoin was not the activity that originally caught the attention of law enforcement. See, federal government, very, 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 very keen on um, 
hating you for one thing, but charging you with another. He did that to O.J. Simpson. He got away with murder. I, mean, I don't think that's a secret to anybody. Just kidding, fearless leader. <laughs> he murdered someone. He was found innocent. And then they put him in jail for 12 years for trying to take some, or steal back some of his uh, sports memorabilia. They always will come one way or another. And so I understand this explanation that you're about to hear. This is how the government works in a nutshell. Hopkins reports that one of his clients who was getting Bitcoin, who was selling it to directly, they were participating in a Nigerian lottery scam. The buyer originally told Hopkins that she was buying Bitcoin for her quote-unquote husband's electronic repair business. He believed her at the time, although she later told investigators that she herself was being catfished by a Nigerian, according to Hopkins. You with me so far? Charitably described by Hopkins as an unsophisticated user, he not only sold Bitcoin to this client around 20 separate occasions, he patiently aided and educated her on the best custody practices, as well as how not to quote-unquote trigger banking problems by using specific terms which would result in closure of her bank account, which is fairly common occurrence and known concern for Bitcoin enthusiasts, especially in that time. I remember that time, man. I was just getting into it. Not quite that early, maybe 2013, 2014. I was just getting into Bitcoin, and I had uh, several bank accounts, <laughs> several bank accounts get whacked, get shut down for the art of having Bitcoin. I got Coinbase.com when they first came out. I was shut off from them because I had it, and I had a Bitcoin ATM business at the time. They didn't like that. And so I fully understand that. The, the times they have changed. Now you can, back in the day, if you had cryptocurrency, you would talk to people and they would tell you, or banks, and they would say, well, we can't have you. You have any holdings whatsoever in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. We can't do business with you. I understand it's not coming through the bank. It's not coming through the bank. However, we can't do business with you. <laughs> so the feds come in and they somehow came up with a scheme and they was charging this woman or teaching this woman how to commit bank fraud. This is this is this was their end result. This was the sum result of their investigation. On suspicion, Hopkins somehow became a kingpin in the lottery scam because of the amount of money flowing to him. Hopkins' family was subject to a raid by 15 armed agents who waved guns and search warrants and who confiscated 60,000 bucks of his own personal property. Wow. Wow. It says on October 23rd, this is last year, I was raided by 15. He's tweeting this. I, October 23rd, I was raided by 15 armed agents who waved guns and search warrants in the face of my family and proceeded to question us for five or six hours and walked out with about $60,000 worth of property, mostly electronics and phones. Wow. 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 You see, when you have these guys coming in and they think they're busting a guys being the federal government, maybe there's girls involved there, I don't know. When they come and they think that they're busting up something, they got to use all the, the prompt and circumstance. And that's what they did. They put on the full riot gear and they come into this guy and they came up with a nothing burger. He wasn't involved in the Nigerian scam. It was something else that somebody's doing. I can sell you something. What you do with it, it's got nothing to do with me. I'm not intentionally breaking the law or he wasn't. And it's just dumb. So finding himself quite surprised that the white collar crime division was not already well versed in this tech. So he's in there talking to him. 
And these guys are here to bust him. He's, he, they don't even know anything about Bitcoin. He's, he's educating them as they're going through his house. He's, he's telling them about you know generating new addresses and keeping your stuff safe and how Bitcoin and blockchain are all tied together. <laughs> Based on his credentials and nature of his work and especially his professed innocence of the lottery scam that was actually under investigation, Hoppen was certain, certain that the agents would soon come to understand they definitely have the wrong guy and would even apologize. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. They spent a lot of resources. Listen to this, what I'm about to say. Dudes, listen. I'm listening, dude. They sent and spent a lot of resources rolling out 15 agents to a guy's house to solve a major crime and came up empty. So they had to find something to find out he was guilty of to avoid egg on their faces. His name crime being operating a money transmitters business without a license based on some vague guidance by FinCEN about a year earlier. So they basically screwed this guy. They came in guns a blazing, 15 agents. And I've got a little experience with that that I'm not going to get into. But people will just, they'll just do stupid shit. The government will do stupid shit to you to make it so that, okay, well, we can't come into this guy's house and he's not guilty of anything. We got to make them guilty of something because that's how the government works. But I, I thought that was a very, very, very interesting story. But I pity the fool. And now the government fights in hand, tooth and nail. This is what they do, man. Hopkins now believes the agents are guilty of procedural, proctorial misconduct or extortion, depending on how you want to look at it, for offering to leave his wife and three children out of the proceedings. He agreed to plead guilty to selling Bitcoin without a money transmitter's license. The guy protected his family. Straight up guy. But now he's going in the can for a couple of years. But he, he added that, despite defending what's right or wrong, I can't leave my family or take a gambit with that. My family comes first, regardless of the principle or what my principles are. And he accepted the plea deal. Unbelievable. These guys, the government, they'll do anything to get you if they want you. They'll do anything to get you if they want you. Okay, dog. Start talking. I ain't rocking. Hopkins, by using his Twitter account and media interviews to warn others of the, quote, encroaching state war on privacy and the general brokenness of the criminal justice system. Here at the Cryptomania radio show, now the Dana Crypto Show, we believe that statement. There is a war going on on privacy. There's a war in the criminal justice system is broke how is trump not in jail i don't care where you stand in it how is this guy not locked up man and they're picking on people that are doing farming and selling bitcoin peer-to-peer and try to you know educate people and i had a bitcoin atm machine it was unregistered at the time there was no way to register it and i had somebody else manage that thing and then i got rid of that thing because i didn't want to be this guy i didn't want to be this guy and man i was right there right there the innovators not the imitators are the ones that they'll take down. It's business as usual with the government. We're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. That segment went a little bit longer than I would have liked to, but it was important. It was very important. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Dana Crypto Show, Bitcoin and Common Sense. They'll be right back. Oh, God. Oh, it's me, D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. Formerly of Twisted Sister, but it's a technicality. Be that as it may. I hear when Dana, you used to play We're Not Gonna Take It repeatedly. You know, in some countries that's considered child abuse. I consider that hashtag good parenting. 
That's right, Crypto News. We give you the beat on the street. We give you the stuff that's hot. We give you the stories you don't hear anywhere else, man. I got a good one right now. I got a good one. Yeah. Crazy, crazy world that we live in. You're listening to the Dana Crypto Show, first FM radio show in America on Bitcoin, blockchain technology, and common sense. I hope you love this country. I love this country. Do you love this country? Your balls itch. Actually, pound for pound is a country. It's okay. The fact that it's ruled by people it doesn't make it any better than the other ones, but it's better than some places. Now, here's a real good story. A Lebanese woman held up a Beirut bank on Wednesday and reportedly walked out with thousands of dollars. Why is that such an interesting story, Mr. Crypto? Why is that so unusual? Maybe she's desperate. Maybe she's on drugs. No, that's not it. You see, in Lebanon, they have reduced the amount that you can take out of your personal savings account to 800 US dollars per month for the last three years. So the move, and then there was another heist also on Wednesday are coming as Lebanese depositors whose savings have been devalued and trapped in banks for almost three years amid an economic collapse. They've taken matters into their own hands. Anthony! Salih Havis streamed a live video of her raid on the Beirut Bloom Bank. I love this. In which she could be here yelling at employees to release the sum of money while entrances to the bank were sealed. I am Salih Haif. I came today to take the deposits for my sister who is dying in the hospital. She said, if you come near me, I'm going to kill anyone and start the fire. I have to claim my rights. And she robbed the bank. Here's the thing. She didn't take anybody else's money. She only took the $13,000 that she had in the bank. Her cancer treatment and her sister's going through a really rough time. And they don't have the healthcare system like we do. And I can attest to that. Foreign countries don't do that. I was in Bolivia on a, volunteering on a medical mission. And I, I can remember seeing there's armed guards out front. You are in the hospital, and if you, you can't leave till you pay. That's how it is down there. That's in Bolivia. This is over here in Lebanon. Doesn't sound like it's that different. So <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just insane. Wow. Crazy. Crazy crazy she's now a folk hero on social media in lebanon and many are desperate to access their savings and furious at the banking sector as perceived as a corrupt cartel you think you think so you know in a lot of directions with this one here um the fact that she is robbing the bank oh by the way bank didn't charge her she's she was arrested but then she is not in jail she is not being charged the bank is not charging her they do have scruples i guess they have scruples i am the god of hellfire crazy crazy times you would can you imagine trying to go into a bank get your stuff can't get it i mean it's a pretty legit reason sister the hospital needing cancer treatment it's not like here see the american system they'll just bill you it doesn't matter. They'll, they'll do whatever you want. They'll do extra stuff. They'll just send you a bill, and they'll chase you for the rest of your life. You cannot be denied medical care in the United States of America. You walk into a hospital, an emergency room, you can't be denied. They'll, they can do the minimal. It's not like you can get uh, breast augmentations or liposuction or anything that's non-emergency. But if you're bleeding, they're not going to let you bleed out. You'll get a bill. They'll, they'll stabilize you. They'll give you a cast if your arm is broken. That doesn't matter if you have insurance, but you will get a bill and you will have to pay eventually. 
You don't want to go down that rabbit hole. A baby's arm holding an apple. But here on the Dana Crypto Show, the first FM radio show in America, now podcast everywhere. But I failed to mention the Boston Podcast Network this week. How could I fail to mention my peeps? You can check it out at pod617.com. We are friends of stars. And yes, you too could be next. Man, a lot of other things happening in the world. we got this Ethereum merge coming up. I'm not going to bore you with that. Talked about the Big Eyes coin last week. Got some exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks. I'm not going to mention what they are or who they are, but this is some really big stuff here coming down the pike here for the Dana Crypto Show. I hope you stay tuned in. That's going to do it for me this week. I hope you tune in next week. We'll always have something fun and we'll always have something exciting because here at the Dana Crypto Show, we believe in a few basic principles. We believe in a level playing field. We believe that everyone should have equal access and opportunity to all things that make us healthier and wealthier as a nation. We believe that talent is distributed equally, but opportunity, well, it's not. The business climate is changing. The revolution is here. And hopefully by becoming a fan of the show, the Dana Crypto Show, you too can get in on the game. My name is Dana. Yeah, Mr. Crypto. Always find me on Spotify and all those other places, social media, at Real Dana Crypto. And always remember, mutants, freaks, and cryptophiles, I am your king.